You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 47, Furniture and Mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. It is the end of March. The year is just zipping by, Steve. Zipping by. It is. By. It actually, it really is. Twenty. We thought 2019 went by fast, but 2020s, yeah. Except for the fishing part, it's not going to last. <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> and it's not going to last long enough for you either. So, yeah. Yeah. So, today we're talking about furniture and mold. What? What's the connection between furniture and mold? Well, a lot of people... So, we've talked about in the past how, you know, different mold types obviously way different and like stachybotrys the characteristics of it is it's a heavier mold it's a stickier mold and so it's gonna obviously you know once it's in the air it's gonna land anywhere but typically on on a surface and that surface could be your furniture or you know the baseboard or wherever and so when it comes to the mold issue with furniture if let's just say you have a mold concern and you, you took care of it, but you didn't use the proper containments. You didn't run air scrubbers. You didn't, you know, do things properly. Those mold spores that you thought you got rid of in your bathroom remodel could be sitting in your couch. Mm. And so every time you sit down, you kind of fluff up those spores and, and whatnot. You know, if you have kids that are, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but kids do, kids are kids, you know, they're licking the couch or their hands are on it and they're putting their hands in their mouths. They're ingesting the mold spores. So most people just don't think about it, honestly. And, and mold sits in the dust and, you know, I'm looking at our desk and 
luckily it's not dusty, but you know, we have areas that are probably dusty throughout the house, bookshelves or whatnot. There could be mold spores on that furniture. Are there, uh, I just, I'm just thinking furniture fabrics. Are there some fabrics that are more likely to have a mold issue than others? I think leather or microfiber versus more like the cloth-like furniture. Right. right. So, so we're sitting in the office and, and so we can look at your fancy chair, mm-hmm. which is a leather. And then we can turn around and look at, at that. What do you call that? A rocker? That's a, well, yeah, that's my meditation rocker chair. What, what, yeah, whatever you call it, you can see that that, that would pose a, a higher risk because it's cloth exactly. for mold versus this. Because this is, it's a porous surface if you put enough water or moisture on it, but for the most part, it's not. Now, it's, the desk, obviously, is really not porous. So, so yeah, the different, you know, microfibers, they're, and as far as how porous they are, I would say that's kind of a medium ground between a leather and then that cloth. Yeah. So, so, so stuff like this in leather, you could just wipe off and it'd be fine. Whereas something like that, you'd have to, you, honestly, you'd have to bring in a professional with a HEPA vacuum and all that. And when it comes to, to furniture, and I know it's tough, but when it comes to something cloth like that, you just should get rid of it. I mean, let's just say it was sitting in a basement. I'm not saying right now, but let's say it was sitting in a basement and it got water damage. You just mm-hmm. need to throw it away. Does the does the age if it has no damage does the age matter? I would think the longer people have sat in something, used something, the age of it, the more likely mold will be in it. Or is that not a factor at all? Oh, it definitely is a okay. factor. Um, you know, if you even even when you vacuum it, you know, depending on how often you vacuum it and how you know powerful the vacuum is, yeah, I mean, you have pet dander on it, you have. Your dead skin, you have hair. There, there's all sorts of stuff in there. But on the other hand, um, I wouldn't look at something like that and go, yeah, we got to get rid of it because it's 10 years old. There's never been any issues with it. Um, like I said, if you bring in a professional, you know, we can treat it. We can treat it with sporocytes or biocides and things like that. Now, personally, I wouldn't really recommend that. But if you are worried about something like that, you can get get a biocide and just spray it every couple months. But when I say that, you got to be careful because it's a porous surface. And for the most part, I really wouldn't recommend putting anything on it. Okay, so you just, if you keep it, I mean, that chair is about as old as I am. It was in my mother's house when I was three, so. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking right at it, and it, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed it was that old. So, yeah, so yeah I mean, I wouldn't have any concerns with that. Um, if it was something that, that you really cherished and didn't want to get rid of, there are things that we could do. We could actually do a sample with that, with, with the vacuum and send it off to a lab and see if there's issues. Now, I think part of the reason why that chair stayed intact is my mother was of the old school in the eighties where she put plastic all over her oh. furniture. So she, we never spilled anything on it cause it was all plastic. That is an eighties thing, but I think people still, especially older people do that. Is that wise? Because isn't the plastic going to keep whatever molds in there? In right. There? So, so it, it, it it's, almost counterproductive to do it because it does it keeps everything sealed in there but on the other hand it's not a wood where it has to breathe a little bit there's no moisture in it so yeah if there was moisture in it you're trapping that in there and you're going to promote a major mold issue does that make sense yeah but there shouldn't be moisture in it to begin with okay so, so you've always had it plastic should be okay it. Yeah. but you got to be really careful with that kind of stuff, <laughs> honestly, because let's say you were to do that over a carpet, 
you know, if you had a crawl space with moisture in it, that moisture, it's it's coming up. Exactly. But something like this shouldn't. But I, I you know, once again, I wouldn't recommend that. To me, furniture is furniture. Yes. It's, it's worth it's way less than your health. So. Well, and I think a lot of that whole plastic over furniture uh, went away because now the furniture that you buy today, they say it's stain resistant because of whatever they apply yeah, on the furniture. Yeah, DuPont or 3M or someone applies some sort of chemical to it. And, and how does that relate to like, can mold still, mold obviously can still get through whatever chemical. It depends because some of the, some of the treatments they use is almost like a, it's a silicant. Um, so it would encapsulate those fibers. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so scientifically they shouldn't be able to get wet, but now you're depending on how well that that furniture was treated. So, so I, they are a lot more mold resistant and I think a lot of it's because of the chemicals we're using. And on top of that, with a lot of, a lot of manufacturers have gone to like microfibers, which are porous. Um, so they can breathe, but it takes a lot more moisture for it to penetrate to go below that surface. And and when you talk about furniture and mold, aren't you also talking not just about indoor furniture, but outdoor furniture too? Yeah. So where we live, it's obviously fairly dry. You have your little little thingy you like to go lay on out in the yard. Yeah. And where where are they sitting right now? I don't even know. Outside. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I don't even know where they are. When I did my fall checklist... <laughs> I actually put them on the, the back deck. Okay. So they're just sitting there getting all this weather. And um, I, I guess I'm not sure. I've never laid on them. I'm not sure exactly what kind of material they are. But they are, I think, a cellulose material versus if you have just plastic, you know, you got those cheap white plastic chairs. If you have mold on something like that, that's easy. You just wash it right off. Yeah. You're outside. There's no confined area. You're not taking those mold spores and putting them in your bedroom. So that's a little easier to deal with. Um, but when it comes to the cloth ones, that the, you should just throw them away if they have a mold issue. And depending on where you live, if it's humid, you know, in Michigan or Florida all the time, you need to really make sure you buy the proper furniture for outside, which I obviously would recommend, plastic. Yeah. Because you can easily clean it, wipe it off. Can furniture hide mold? I think of the idea of like a dresser. Right. Is furniture a deterrent to actually figuring out where mold might be living? Yes. It's so, and that's a great question because it it is quite often, so especially where we're at, we've talked about condensation. So let's just say in that corner over there, and you notice the way we do furniture, and this is probably because I'm a mold guy, we don't put something right in the corner like that. Yeah. Or we try not to because that's an outside wall. And so what happens, you know, with condensation, it, it, it happens behind that dresser and you never move it. And before you know it, you pull that out and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's like black mold all over behind it. And that's that's very common. And it it's it's something most people don't think about. Like it could be in your child's room that you think has asthma, but they're inhaling mold spores all the time. So it's never a bad idea. I don't, you know, this with me, I'm not a big fan of moving furniture around all the time, but if you do have, you know, things like we can see this bookshelf is up against the wall, Mm -hmm. but do you see how we have it against the wall? Yeah. We have a little away from the wall. We have the bottom away from it and we, you know, I have it secured at the top, Mm -hmm. but it has room to breathe. 
Yeah. But every once in a while, it's never a bad idea to look behind there. You know, we talked about the spring checklist and take your flashlight and look behind there and make sure there's not a mold issue. There's, you know, if you have plants, house plants that you're watering, make sure you move those so that you can see below that if it's getting the carpet all wet. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. Now, what about if you're concerned that you have a mold issue in furniture? You mentioned hire somebody, HEPA vacuum, but can people clean mold, let's say, out of their couch on their own? I mean, what do you suggest people do if they suspect? I, like I said, I know it's the easiest answer, and it's the toughest thing for people to do is throw it out. And when I say throw it out, once again, you have to take the proper precautions when you're doing it. If we were to just take this chair that's full of mold and drug it through the house. And yeah, you're spreading you didn't know You did You just cross-contamination. You just release those spores everywhere. So you would obviously want to put it in plastic, in a good plastic that obviously doesn't have holes in it, and take it outside and just get rid of it. I mean, that's the easiest way to deal with it. Now, if you're dealing with some heirloom, like your chair right here, call in a professional and make sure, you know, a carpet cleaner, you know, they can steam clean it. There's, there's things they can do. But on the other hand, you need to make sure that 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 professional knows what he's doing because this is why I say, just get rid of it. Steam cleaning still uses water. Moisture. So, you know, I mean, you could fog it. There's things you can do, but if it's a, if it's a poor surface like that chair, it's tough. It, you know, from me as a mold specialist, I would tell my client, get rid of it and get rid of it properly. Now, if it's this, where it's it's a wood desk and maybe underneath somewhere had a little bit of mold. Yeah, you can, you know, you don't even need a professional to come in and do it. If it's smaller than nine square feet, <laughs> I have to be very clear because our certification state, anything larger than that, you need a professional. But if it's just a little bit of mold underneath it, once again, use the proper precautions and you can sand it down and, and do what you need to do and then paint over it so it doesn't happen again. What about mattresses? Because I think about it, you know, when you have babies and then they pee in the bed and, you know, they have their bottle and they spill their bottle in the bed. Are there any concerns with mattresses and mold? Mattresses are, they're a haven for mold if, yeah. if you if you have the proper conditions. And that's why, for the most part, people use mattress covers these days. Um, but you should be paying attention to what's going on with the mattress. And it, ironically, you notice, especially toddler beds... Yeah, they're they they all have a plastic over they, it. They do. And that's why. Okay. So once again, you know, just be aware of certain things. And yeah, I mean a mattress, yeah, if someone spilled water on it, don't, you know, just leave the sheets on it, wait for it to dry out. Make sure you get it dried out, if that makes sense. Are, within forty eight hours. Are there preventative measures? Because you said okay for a mattress, having a mattress cover is a preventative measure. If people have small children that are spilling their sippy cups and things in the couch, I mean, maybe not eating on the couch or not, what are some preventative measures just so that people can protect their furniture from mold exposure? Honestly, the easiest thing to do is not allow them to have those drinks in the living room. And I know it sounds harsh, but I know, you know, raising kids, that's, you kind of have to have those types of rules, but it goes back to, you know, Decide if you're going to, if you're going to allow your children to do that kind of stuff, make sure you have a leather couch or something that's not porous or put plastic over it. Um, but like I said, the easiest thing to do is eliminate the threat. So that's how I would deal with it personally. I know it sounds harsh, but. 
And then one thing from a, a mold perspective, lots of people buy used furniture. But now that you're talking about furniture and mold, I'd say, oh, what I a never. bad idea it is to buy used furniture. You yeah. don't know what they've done to it. You don't know what's in it. You don't know what you're bringing in your home. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, once again, unless it's something like, you know, a bookshelf or, or a desk like this or a kitchen table, that's for the most part, it's wood. It's not porous. You're, you're okay with that. Make sure if you're going to do that though, that you wipe it down outside before you even bring it into your home. But when it comes to, to other furniture, you know, I mean, I'd be very careful, especially a mattress. I'd be very careful. You know, we've given away mattresses, but. I'd be careful buying one. I'd prefer to just go buy a new mattress and know what's been done to it. Very, very true. So what is the takeaway for people when it comes to furniture and mold? Just make sure, like you said, um, you know, pay attention to what your kids are doing or what you're doing um, in their bedrooms, in the living rooms, and make sure that they're not introducing mold or not mold moisture consistently, which could cause a mold problem. And, you know, we have... I have uh, three books that are published right now. We cover mold in obviously every single one, but you know something like the uh, mold epidemic would be a good book for something like that. We actually are. Um, hopefully, it'll be out here by summer. Um, I have a book that I'm just wrapping up that um, it covers building a mold resistant home, not mold proof. That's about impossible, but uh, we should have that out. Hopefully, by fall, we'll have it out on on Audible. But go check out our books on Amazon. We have them in audible format, ebook, and then paper copy. Exactly. Awesome. Well, there you go. You heard it. Don't buy used furniture. All right, everybody. Yeah. We'll catch you in the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.